Hi, and welcome to the Working Tools Podcast for part two of Masonic Tattoos. Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our opinions and thoughts are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions, either here on YouTube or on our Facebook page. We'd also appreciate a thumbs up and especially any comments on our videos. Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Worshipful Brother Stephen Chung from Prince Charles Lodge, number 153 in Kelowna, British Columbia. And tonight I am joined with very Worshipful Brother Matt Apple from Mill Creek, number 243 in Edmonds, Washington. And uh, down in the bottom there is very Worshipful Brother David Colbeth from King Solomon, number 60 in Auburn, Washington. And joining us again for episode two is Brother Dave Baran from Mount Garibaldi, 127 in Pemberton, British Columbia. Thanks uh, again for joining us, guys, and I uh, look forward to this. I know uh, when we left part one, um, David Colbeth had a couple more questions, so we'll let you start off uh, with the questions. Well, thanks, Steve. Uh, so, you know, one of the one of the things that is this big controversy in a lot of just a lot of jurisdictions, at least in Washington, is if you put the square and compass on something shirt, t-shirt, logo, whatever, you're supposed to get the Grand Master's approval. And so, you know, the, the problem is that you can go on the internet and get just about anything you want with the, with the square and compass and not have to get the Grand Master's logo. So as a Mason, though, creating a fresh design, potentially on a Mason, you know, there's, there's a, solid, a lot of guys that would have that thing, idea that you'd have to get the Grand Master's approval for a design. And have, is there any kind of a blanket approval or have you talked to anybody about that? Or has anybody complained about that? Or were, there's a lot, of, a lot of questions in that question. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Um, I have not encountered that, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I haven't talked to anybody about it. Um, the way I look at it is, is these are universal symbols. The, the square and compass represent um, geometry as well as symbols, right? So uh, I'll ha we'll have to do a podcast on geometry because it's really hard to explain without having a board here drawing it behind me. But um, the square represents a two-dimensional physicality, which can be represented by drawing circles. Uh, say you take two lines like this, you draw a circle in the center, you draw one at the edge there, you one at the edge here, one at the edge there, one at the edge there. And you're creating a, a two-dimensional flat grid through that, which if you drew lines between all the points, it would look like a piece of graph paper. And that's kind of your base nature, so your, your base reality. And then upon that, you have the compass, which represents a different type of geometry, which is a six-sided geometry or, or three-dimensional geometry. So everything you draw upon that grid that you create by 
they, they call it the flower of life. So you draw a circle and this is universal. So anybody can do it. They've been doing it since ancient times. It takes no measurement and no calculations whatsoever to create perfect geometry. You draw a circle, you go to the edge of that circle, you draw another one and you go to the intersecting point of that circle and draw another circle and, and so on and so forth forever going outward. And through this, you're creating a three-dimensional grid pattern. So you can draw every three-dimensional platonic solid possible in that uh, arrangement. So with those two together, I use them every single day. Actually, one of my tools is a compass, and I use it every day to draw because drawing a perfect circle is very important and having perfect geometry is very important. And when you go back in time to you know, the great Renaissance artists of the past, you can take all of their paintings, you know, all the greats, all these amazing paintings that are renowned all over the world, and you can lay them out on these geometric grids and they lay out perfectly so that you have these proportions that work perfectly. You have characters in one side of the painting that are equally proportionate to characters in the other side of the painting and the proportions are the same proportions that our reality exists on and the way that our mind thinks. So we look at things and we determine whether they're good, they look good or they look right or they look wrong, you know. And what makes them look right is them being on the same proportions that we exist in because then it makes sense to us. Our brains are like, oh, cool, that's like me. It makes sense. I look at that. That's cool. You know, that's why... Um, the temples and stuff in Egypt are so amazing is because they're based on these same proportions. Fibonacci. Yeah, exactly. Every day, all day. Yeah. Fibonacci and, and uh, sacred geometry, essentially. Yeah. But it's, it's less sacred and more just underlying all reality. And uh, it's, it's not that there's any... It's, 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 it's not secret. It's sacred, but not secret. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's nothing secret. It exists in masonry and it exists in many other practices too. But when you actually utilize it, it's, it's a whole nother, whole nother story. I, I work with that with my apprentices quite often. That's the first thing I get them to do because you can the, start to see. Go ahead. I think that's one of the cool things about masonry is that if you delve into it, like you've done is that we find out these secret sacred things that, are supposed yeah. to have been taught through the generations about masonry, about op operative masonry, basically, or operative design and, and beautification yeah. that weren't. And sacred geometry is one of those, which, which that is in nature and in art and in all those things that you talk about. So, yeah, how is, exactly. So, I got a question for you. How has um, uh, the, I guess, either the symbolisms or the esoteric side of Freemasonry influenced tattooing for you? I'm not sure if it really has influenced it per se, but what it does is it allows me to have a perspective now on things that I was already doing and an understanding. Because you know how you can do something that somebody told you how to do, but you don't really know how you're doing it and it comes out a certain way. You don't really know what it means. You're just doing it where now I'm seeing a lot more meaning in what I'm doing. You know, each, each thing that I'm doing, no longer am I just looking at it as sacred geometry, I'm looking at it as something much more. 
and I, I see the, it's, it's just like, um, cause each one of us has a different perspective, you know? So sitting in lodge, each one of us experiences a different thing. And, um, that insight I have on the world and I guess my artistic experiences and, and creative endeavors is the same reflection as to what I experience in Lodge, which maybe isn't the same as everybody else's, but I'm now seeing connections everywhere in the world that I didn't before, which, you know, helps everything. You know, you feel a bit more at ease when you see things happening in the world or, or events take place or just anything really. And you can see the correlations through all, all things, you know, and I, I can see how masonry, how much more important it is than just a group of people hanging out. You know, I can see its deep roots in our reality through this geometry, this geometry and the principles that I'm learning as I go. And the principles that I'm learning as I go are reflecting on principles that I already knew but didn't quite understand, which is now shining a whole bunch of light, which is always fun. Very cool. Yeah, I really look forward to that uh, episode you're going to do with us on geometry and, and all that. And, and maybe uh, with any luck, we can tie that in with uh, one of Matt Apple's uh, contacts, who's also a, a tattoo artist. That, uh, he was going to come and join us tonight. Um, and I'm sure that would be a really uh, cool episode uh, to have the yeah, be talking about that um, and, and uh, its relationship in masonry. Um, pretty cool. Pretty do you cool. ever, do you ever have any guys ask you for designs that are entered apprentice or fellow craft specific versus master Mason? It seems like most symbolisms are probably master Mason related, but just curious. Yeah, no, I haven't had anybody doing looking for that symbolism. Not yet. At least like to me, I didn't like, I haven't, given myself a masonic tattoo yet because i'm waiting my wife just got back into tattooing off maternity leave so if she does it then you know tattooing yourself you don't care so much but when somebody else is doing it you can kind of sit there and relax and let them do a good job you know um but the way i looked at it is is i feel that until i make master mason i don't in my eyes for myself everybody else is different and what they do is okay. Uh, but I feel until I was a master Mason, I didn't quite deserve to have a Masonic tattoo. You know what I mean? Within myself. Right. Um, but if somebody else wants to get a fellow craft tattoo, that's you know, completely okay. Well, that's kind of, I was, I was wondering too, how would you, it, I, I didn't realize you weren't a master Mason. So that's a good question. If, if I, am, I am now. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know, in our in our lodge, we we don't mind if an apprentice or a fellow craft has some kind of you know jewelry is the often often a thing a ring maybe from their uncle or grandpa or someone or some kind of outward expression of them being a mason. And some lodges are very strict, or even jurisdictions are very strict about oh you can't wear anything or can't have any display of masonry until you're a master mason. And we tell them you yeah. know, not even not even a pin from lodge, and we tell them in our lodge that. Yeah, it's okay. Go ahead and wear your as an as a, as a brand new master mason or entered apprentice mason. You're so excited. You want to tell the world and your family and everybody that you're a mason now. Go ahead and wear the pin or go yeah. ahead and wear that thing. Just make sure that if somebody were to ask you about it, that you notify them or let them know, in the most masonic way, that 
you're at that level or whatever. So they know how to communicate with you or not yeah. to communicate with you. It's not a big deal. Yeah. I totally understand that. And to be honest, it's like I have a extremely high standard for myself and my life, which I know not everybody else even wants to live like. So I completely understand if, if somebody wants to memorialize every step of their journey, it's, you know, every step of my journey so far has been spectacular. Every, you know, all the way down to sitting outside the lodge, wondering what's happening in there. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's, it's been, uh, it's been pretty cool. And I think, um, yeah, just, it really depends on the person. It's your perspective, right? So a tattoo is, is for you. And I can understand, you know, people's people not being okay with it because there's two different ways that people get tattoos. One is so that everybody else sees it and it's, Hey, look at me. And then there's another tattoo, which is just for me. It doesn't matter if anybody sees it or not. And I think uh, that's where you can really differentiate between that, you know, whether somebody should get a tattoo that early on or not, you know, are they doing it just for everybody else just to show off or are they getting it for themselves to memorialize within them, within their own psyche, that specific part of the journey. And I think that's where you can really kind of get an insight to uh, how that person's taking masonry, even, you know. Yeah, I love, I love your idea. I hadn't thought about it, but I love your idea of that it is a, a milestone or a bookmark, as I think is what you, the word you used, in someone's life. And that, that makes a lot of sense. I, I've, I've often thought about getting our, my daughter, I have two daughters, I thought about getting their names tattooed somewhere. And, and why would I do that? Because it's a bookmark. It's a milestone in your life that's important to you and, and I want to memorialize that. So I like, like Stevens. And as I think about it now, you're right. Most every tattoo I've ever seen is kind of related somehow to that person's life in a milestone or a bookmark or a moment in their life that uh, is important to them. Yeah. You know, it was, yeah. it was kind of funny. I was mentioning to uh, uh, one of our brothers, uh, that I was thinking about getting the Working Tools podcast logo uh, as a as a Shame tattoo. Plug. And, ah, perfect. And, and, I know and, again. Yeah, right. And, and I, I figured I knew the original <laughs> artist and everything, but I have to go all the way to Pemberton, right? And, well, you know, that, my uh, everywhere I go on this, I go to Salmon Arm in the summer at least five or six times. So I'm sure we can make it happen. Oh yeah. That's only like an hour and fifty minutes if I push it, uh, and I'll I'll come. That's if you're, if you're coming to if you're coming to Slam and I'll come to you. All right, cool. I got a spare room. Um, the the, uh, the the debate that people had when we discussed it in in our uh, festive board was, well, that doesn't look like the working tools, right? And then of course those funny Canadian guys do this. Uh, uh, they have different working tools than we do in, in our ancient lodge, right? And uh, yeah. it was like, well, that's a different set of tools, right? And so then I was yeah. like, all right, well, I guess I'll have to put a little more thought into that, right? Uh, <laughs> but uh, So our our language, and I think it's in clear text, so we could probably say it, Matt. I guess I can bleep it out if it's not true. But we say the, the working tools of Master Mason are all the tools of masonry indiscriminately. And so 
it's, it's all of them. It's not one or two or three. It's all of them. So I, I think you could decide. Like, I, I think Dave's made a great point that the, I love the idea of the, the multifaceted artwork that you do that you have different tools for different things. And, and so you're, you're learning how to use those tools for different aspects of your business. In our case, we use tools, if you will, symbols to, for different aspects of our life. And so uh, depending on what you want to work on, that's the tool you pick up and try to master or develop that skill. And same thing with symbolism exactly. and masonry. You, you try to, you look at things, something you're working on and you say, how can I apply that to my life? And you work on that. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, exactly. I, I think, I think there's a, I think that the Working Tools podcast logo fit really good right there. Perfect. And then you can see it every episode. You can be like, represent. Yeah, right? Well, if you, you want know. to see it in every episode, you can put it right here. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing is, which way do I put it? Right? So oh, you put it so when your arm is down, it's facing up. So that as an upright human being, when you stand normal, it's standing with you. I like that. Okay. All right. Yep. And uh, we can cool. get some shameless plugs where I go sleeveless. Right? There we go. Yeah. We'll have yeah. to do a Working Tools podcast of me tattooing the Working Tools podcast symbol on you. <laughs> I like it. Live show. I like that. <laughs> that would be awesome. We could do a premiere. get to watch Steve cry a little bit. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> I, find, I, I finally figured out how to get a tattoo without focusing on the pain, right? And that's to get a good set of headphones and watch something yep. like um, what I watched last time was Top Gun, right? Lots of activity, lots of noise, <laughs> right? Um, things to distract me from the pain that was going on, right? And, yeah. um, you know, uh, yeah, so... Well, I think it's too funny because you don't want to move too much when you laugh, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no funny movies. Very yeah. serious yeah. and sad ones. Normally yeah, what so. I tell people is uh, just like life, the only way to overcome pain is through the breath. So if you notice when you, any time in life, when you're anxious or stressed or you're dealing with a difficult situation and you're having a hard time, if you take a second and just do like a self check, you'll notice you're probably not breathing or you're breathing at the bottom half of your lungs or you're holding your breath. And when you do that, your body experiences ridiculous amounts of pain because it needs oxygen to operate. So a lot of the pain can be removed from the tattooing process just through nice, slow, deep breaths. And as you feel the pain, you breathe into the pain. So the more pain you feel, the more deeper breaths you take. And all of a sudden, like a wave, that pain will subside and you'll kind of breach out of the water above it and uh, be able to control it. Or you can just experience so much pain that you pass out and let the guy finish. <laughs> it's, a, it's good until they wake up with a jolt and I'm like, ah, big line down the back. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. I promise I won't cry. I promise I'll videotape the whole thing. And uh, when you come up to the Okanagan this summer, we'll get together and do that. Sounds great. And I look forward to it. <laughs> a lot of guys um, have suggested that I should get a tattoo to cover up my scar, my new scar. My thought is though, in about 10 or 15 years, I have to cut it open again and replace the battery. So, <laughs> and so I thought, well, if they got to cut it open, they're going to, they're going to mess up the tattoo. So how, how do you do that? Would you have to, 
you have, you don't have to kind of build in the idea that they're going to cut it open. I suppose. Yeah. If, if that is what needs to happen, then we can work that into the tattoo. Just put a zipper or like a little yeah, dotted line and then you know, they know where to cut. You do the tattoo around it and be like, cut here. Exactly. I have an arrow. It says battery goes here. Yeah. <laughs> With a little battery symbol on it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Well, some guys are saying I should get an Iron Man logo tattooed over it. Yeah, there you go. That's cool. A giant set of st stitches, right? Tattooed. Yeah. yeah. No, I've seen, I had a, a client of mine when I was quite young. He was uh, a character of, uh, you know, he, had, he was going through dark times in his life and whatnot. I guess he got robbed or something and he had a full chest piece and uh, they had cut him from here down to there while they were uh, in his bedroom in the middle of the night. Scary story. Definitely, uh, you know. But um, the doctor actually looked at his tattoos and was like, oh, these are pretty expensive, aren't they? So he did his best to line them back up, and that oh, doctor wow. did a damn good job. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> cool. I was quite surprised. Yeah. So this isn't Masonic necessarily, but do you have that experience where people come in, maybe they've gotten a bad tattoo or something they want to change? or they want to embellish like a, like a scar in my case that they need to either fix or cover up or whatever. Do you have All the happen? time. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we make uh, the ugly decisions in your life. Beautiful. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> any, any Mason that you know, about giving away names and stuff, any Masons that have had that where maybe they've had a tattoo of something and they go, oh, I'm a Mason now, or I've made a change in my life and I want it to be Masonic or I want it to be, something different anything that's striking that you, that you i haven't done any cover-ups using masonic symbolism yet but uh you never know sure sure i'll film it and then uh, you can watch it this is neither here nor there but i remember reading and and i think it was a scottish right magazine a couple of years ago there was a, a tattoo artist out of i think baltimore somewhere down there who was doing uh he would for free he would cover up gang tattoos if you wanted to have your your gang tattoo uh Altered, uh, I've heard of that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. We don't have a whole lot of gang tattoos in, uh, especially Pemberton, but uh, <laughs> you know, Lower Mainland, even where I lived before, where it's full of gangs, there's honestly wasn't a whole lot of gang tattoos coming through the door. Um, mostly, it's just poor decisions. Maybe you know, especially because the tattoo industry twenty years ago was not what it is today. So quality was not there. You know, the artists did not, uh, a lot of them didn't use the same kind of, uh, I guess, regard for sanitation that we do now. And uh, a lot of tattoos from back then didn't heal up so nice. So we definitely do a lot of cover-ups of, of that regard. Or, um, you know, sometimes somebody tells you they're a tattoo artist and you unfortunately haven't learned yet to watch people's actions not their words and you get a tattoo from them and you realize well maybe they quite aren't a tattoo artist yet and uh, we do lots of those coming ups as well making them beautiful very cool what's the what's the most incredible design you think you've done that's masonic that you can talk about um really in any medium it doesn't have to be tattoos i guess is, is you have do you do so you said you do multiple uh mediums do you do you yep. have a do you do like the huge portrait behind you do you do masonic 
portraits like that or Masonic artwork? I actually did a portrait for our recently passed uh, Worshipful Master of uh, Garibaldi Lodge. I I don't have it on me because it's at the lodge. We're keeping it there for the rest of the year and then giving it to his wife at the end of the year. Nice. Um, But yes, absolutely. Uh, Definitely. uh, To me, everything in my life has lots of meaning. So uh, just, you know, a few interactions with somebody who I didn't know that well, but made an impact on my life. It's important to memorialize these things. So um, I did one for them. And uh, I guess the rest of my artwork, I guess you could say is, has Masonic symbolism in it, but you'd have to be a Mason to look at it to know. Um, Cause each piece I do, like uh, I really like the Renaissance paintings and old alchemical uh, artwork. So it's very extremely symbolic. Everything in it means something. And a lot of times I'll take uh, something that's a symbol and I will change that symbol into something else. Uh, maybe an object or an animal or a person that embodies that symbol without putting the symbol in there. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, I guess every single thing that I do has that in it. Even this, uh, the geometry in the, hold on, I'm going to flip this camera around. The geometry in this woman's face, I don't know if you can see it, but I could even consider that masonic when you go down to uh when you really follow it all the way through um and how the geometry works because you can lay that right over oops you can lay that right over top of a square and compass and it lines up do you use particular in fact uh, sorry go ahead Dave. sorry i I was going to ask do you do particular angles are there like in theory the master the worshipful masters past masters uh use the quadrant to indicate that they've understood well at least in washington anyway i know you guys have some some funny symbol up there for uh for the past master sorry (laughs) (laughs) but in in washington and many other jurisdictions they use the quadrant instead of the square or at least in addition to the square to signify that the master that the the master has now uh, understood how to use the square and compass properly, and the sextant. And it's I was saying I want to say sextant. It's not. It's the quadrant is the, the compasses are open to a particular angle on the quadrant, which is sixty degrees, which makes for an equilateral triangle. And so I was curious if that particular angular methods does, does that flow into the, the angles mean a lot, a yeah. lot. Like what I was speaking about earlier. Yeah. In uh, in just how, just even from a two-dimensional to a three-dimensional perspective, um, the specific thing you're talking about, I know that tonight, that's what I'm going to be researching. <laughs> but um, yes, the angles matter, definitely, yeah. Yeah. in everything. All the angles matter. And cool. each angle is, uh, yeah, that we could do a whole podcast just on that, just oh, yeah. on symbolism. For sure. It, it goes deep. If you want me to talk for an hour, that's a good way to start it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we really appreciate you coming back on the show and being part of it and look forward to another one. Again, there's lots and lots more to come, I'm sure. Yeah, thank Absolutely. you very much. Thank you, I, I honestly, I did not expect an episode on tattoos, two episodes on tattoos, to, uh, <laughs> to go so deep. I'm, I was, yeah. 
Very cool. Oh, we haven't really gotten deep. Dave, when Dave goes deep, get prepared get prepared because you got to really yeah. pay attention to piece it all together what he's connecting i guess i just expected it to thoughts. be skin deep thousands of comedians out of work and he's trying to <laughs> <laughs> see i got ready to go for it being pun punny <laughs> anyway yeah. all right well no i think um, yeah. Yeah, what was the name of your shop again? I'm sorry. You guys, you just gotta cut me off at some point. <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of your shop down in a in a or up in in BC there? Uh, it's Method Tattoo. Method Tattoo. Okay. Yeah. What's the website yeah. address? It's www.methodtattoo.com. Perfect. And you then, remember that. Yeah. <laughs> And it, look, 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 with Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Yeah, look look down below in the in the description of the video, and we'll have his link in there. Perfect, Perfect. excellent. Yeah. And we look Even forward to having we we definitely look forward to having you on again uh, uh, in future episodes. So uh, thanks again for your time, Dave and uh, guys. Uh, we really appreciate uh, everybody's time tonight. <laughs>